Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. We have a special guest on the WIBC hotline, Breitbart International Editor Francis Martell. Francis, uh, welcome back to the show. D- did you get to watch that uh, that invigorating speech Joe Biden gave last night from the Oval <laughs> Office? Well, Thank you for having me back. Um, yes, I, I caught the message. Um, yeah, invigorating, you know, in the middle of what seems like one of the most turbulent uh, periods of time in modern history. Great that that's the guy. That's, <laughs> that's Lots of confidence, right? So, um, so I, I, you know, it seemed, well, first of all, it seemed like he talked a lot about Ukraine, more Ukraine than, um, than what's going on with Israel and the war. Uh, with Hamas, um, the hundred million dollars to Hamas. Let's start there, and then we can broaden this conversation. Now, Nigel, it's humanitarian aid. Oh, I'm sorry, humanitarian <laughs> aid. Humanitarian aid to Gaza. I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Is there, do you do you really believe, Francis, in your estimation that this humanitarian aid is going to go for uh, the the aid of the Palestinians? Well, it's going to go to the Palestinian authorities that are running Gaza, which is Hamas. Um, That's the thing, right? Hamas is a a jihadist terror organization. It's a gang of thugs, but it is also an elected government. So there is no alternative to Hamas in Gaza if you want to go and you want to give humanitarian aid. Um, There's definitely a huge need for humanitarian aid, but that's precisely because um, any aid that goes to a Palestinian civilian has to go through Hamas, and Hamas is busy killing Palestinian civilians to prevent them from fleeing, because they want to use them as human shields. So that's the big um, conundrum here, where there is a need for humanitarian aid. There are a lot of innocent people, but there's only one entity that that has any control over Gaza, and that's Hamas. And Francis, Jason Hammer here, watching Joe Biden last night. If you're somebody that doesn't follow the news as closely as, say, we all do, you would think that Israel and Ukraine is the exact same situation here, and both of them are big allies to the United States. That was kind of the message that Joe Biden had last night. At least that's what I took from it. What about you? Yeah, me too. I, I was very confused of, about like what parallel universe this is, where where what Hamas did looks anything like what the Russians did. And not, that's not to say you know one one is better or worse. Although although I'm going to weigh in on you know the people killing babies are probably worse. Yeah. Um, but they're just completely different histories and geopolitical situations, right? And and. This is something I think that is pervasive in American corporate media, right? Like they want to compare everything. They call any conservative leader anywhere in the world is the Trump of whatever, right? Like they they do this all the time. And so Biden kind of did that with Israel and Ukraine. And there's, there's absolutely no comparison because Hamas 
is not the Russian government. <laughs> like, I don't know how to clarify exactly how, because it's so obvious on his face when you say that, right? Like the, the government of one of the largest and most like influential powers on the planet is not the same as a jihadist terror gang who is, you know, on drugs, murdering civilians. Like these are two very different things. And the solutions, if there even is a solution to the Palestinian situation, honestly, they're vastly different. Um, and the Israeli government is not the Ukrainian government. The Ukrainian government is highly dysfunctional, highly right. corrupt. So there are a lot of questions there about how do you, you know, it's so on its face absurd that it's hard to think, like, where do you even begin explaining why Israel is not Ukraine? They're just totally different. And ultimately, listen, the real reality is that Israel is indeed an ally to the United States as to where Ukraine is not. The only reason Ukraine is viewed in somewhat of a positive light right now is because people hate Russia even more. But this theory that if Russia takes down Ukraine, they're going to take over the world. I'm having a hard time buying that. It, I am, too. Um, and there is, you know, there's an argument to be made that we should be involved in Ukraine. And it's it's this. Ukraine used to have nukes and they gave up their nukes because we said that we would give them security guarantees in, in the 90s. Um, and so that's when when Zelensky's out there demanding things and feeling entitled. It's because Ukraine gave up those nukes. But that is a very different situation from what we have with Israel, where Israel has, you know, we have a lot of shared values with Israel. We have a lot of shared geopolitical and military interests. Um, Israel is a like beacon of freedom in the Middle East. It's the only place in the Middle East you can be gay, for example, um, never mind Jewish. Um, so it's it's very, very different. And, and also the outcomes of American aid are very different, right? Like Israel um, has a very robust military, has a very like strong government infrastructure, and Ukraine is a kleptocracy. And it's a little better than it was maybe under Zelensky, because Zelensky was an outsider candidate. But it has a very long way to go. And Biden himself said, you know, in, in I believe in 2021, we can't let Ukraine into NATO because it's too corrupt. So th- that's something no one would ever say about Israel. You mentioned nukes earlier in Ukraine. Does Israel have nukes? They, they're kind of shady about their nuclear program. Do we know definitely that they have nuclear weapons? That's, that's a great question. We, we don't. It's, it's very shady. I mean, there's always um, the, the backup is always, you know, we have nukes. And yeah. we would, you know, if, if push comes to shove where we're having this conversation, you know, our nukes would be in play. But um, we don't know for sure, you know. And, and Israel kind of hints at it whenever Iran yeah. gets a little too close. To, to, you know, developing or having too much enriched uranium. Um, but they they never say, you know, I've, I've tried looking this up so many times and there is no definitive answer. Um, well, so when, I, when I, I hear, you know, you wrote a story about how Iran's top general threatened to attack Israel if, you know, quote, termination is imminent. I'm thinking, boy, you poke this little bear one too many times, you might get a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a poker game, right? Like, we don't know. We, we just have to read Israel's face. You know, we, we don't know for sure. I don't think Israel will ever formally declare itself a nuclear state like North Korea has, um, where they're, they're, they're so happy to brag about it. Um, Israel sure. will never do that. But um, they, whether or not they have them, they kind of need to act like they do because um, Iran regularly threatens to obliterate Israel. Um, they openly chant death to Israel. The night of the Hamas attack,
attack, there was a block party with fireworks and free drinks Ugh. in the middle of the street in Tehran um, because so many people had been slaughtered. So when that's your neighbor, when your neighbor is throwing parties every time, you know, a relative in your family dies, that's, you know, that's not a neighbor that you, you know, ask a cup for a cup of sugar for. And with Iran, one of the things that drives me nuts, Francis, is you see the Biden administration trying to say, well, that six billion dollars that didn't go right to the Iranians bank account. It went to Qatar and we owed that to them and blah, 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 basically justifying why you felt the need to pay one of the biggest, if not the biggest state sponsor of terror in the world, as opposed to just saying you'll get get the money when you get the money maybe you clean your act up first and we'll pay later like it just seemed even though that money technically was never cashed per se they still went out of their way to make sure the iranians had it yeah well first of all it, it is in an iranian government bank account it 100 percent is and the iranian government has said that um what biden is hinging all of his defense on this on is that if iran tries to withdraw money from that account which iran has not tried to do it can make Qatar stop the it can freeze the the withdrawal but the money is there and and you know there's the way that the biden administration works if you're the iranian regime you just use up other accounts and you do some more liberally because you know that eventually Biden is going to cave and, and let you have the $6 billion. Um, so that the attitude that we put towards the world, um, for example, we just lifted sanctions on Venezuela, yeah. which is a top Iran ally. So all that money that Venezuela is going to get is going to Iran anyway. So they don't even have to bank on the $6 billion. Um, but they can spend more money on groups like Hamas because they rightfully are going to bet that Biden will cave and let them access the $6 billion in, in some future. Francis Martel, world editor at Breitbart. Yeah, you really, you gotta, there's a lot of dots to connect. I mean, not only did Biden directly give Hamas $100 million for humanitarian aid, but like you said, if you could explain just a little bit more about how Biden lifted oil sanctions on Venezuela, which in turn uh, is uh, benefits Iran, and Iran will have more money to fund Hamas. Yes, absolutely. So um, the Venezuelan regime is a close ally of both Iran and Hamas. There, there are direct links between the Venezuelan government and Hamas. Um, the, the president or dictator, Nicolás Maduro, was out there, you know, the day after the massacre saying that uh, Jesus was an anti-colonialist Palestinian and, you know, like trying to, um, trying to like uphold the, the Hamas version of the story. Um, and so what happened here is that the Biden administration, and again, the, the mainstream media follows this to a T, they, um, they see issues as regional, and they don't connect these dots. So um, we, we have the Iran situation, right? And then the Biden administration decides to lift these sanctions on Maduro, um, which are oil and gas sanctions. So now um, Venezuelan oil and gas can freely flow into the U.S. market, into any market in the world. Um, and he lifted these sanctions because Maduro agreed to host some sham election where he's going to put three other socialist candidates that are going to lose against him, um, which is what he does every time. And so to reward him for this charade, he's going to have full access to the oil markets right now. Um, and we know that a month ago, Iran and Venezuela and Syria, the, the administration of Bashar al-Assad, um, the dictatorship of Bashar al-Assad, agreed to build a new oil refinery in Homs, 
Syria. So a lot of that oil is going to go straight to Syria where Iranian engineers are going to refine it. Iranian engineers are also rehabilitating Venezuela's own refineries at home, which are in shambles because they're under socialist control and they're being completely neglected. Iran is refurbishing all those facilities, and they're going to get a cut of anything that gets refined there. And where does Iranian money go? To Hamas. So it's just like very poorly thought out. Um, that when you lift sanctions on someone on the other side of the world who has constantly been a loyal ally to all these terrorists, that clearly that money is going to flow there. And, and they just don't, it's too myopic. You know, they just look at Latin America and its problems as third tier unrelated problems. And it's just so frustrating when here at home Biden is clamping down on energy production canceling oil yeah. leases while at the same time <laughs> lifting uh, oil sanctions uh, on venezuela it's just it's, it's mind-boggling uh breitbart news international editor francis martel find all her work breitbart.com excellent stuff as always uh, francis and uh, have a great weekend okay thanks you too